Hello, and welcome to The Yoga Corner. I'm Shelby Phoenix. I'm a yoga instructor, life coach, and founder of The Yoga Corner. I help you find unshakable self-trust and manifest a lifestyle as a yoga entrepreneur. In my podcast, Yoga Corner Chats, I have real conversations with women about their wellness and entrepreneurship journeys. So get cozy and listen in because the next chat is starting now. Welcome to the Yoga Corner. My name is Shelby Phoenix and I am a yoga and mindset coach and I help yoga teachers overcome fear and self-doubt so that they can confidently kickstart their yoga career. On Yoga Corner Chats, we are going to be joined by Haley Curtis. Haley is a certified life coach who helps her clients accomplish goals filled by self-love. She is also the host of the podcast, Self-Love Actually, which provides guidance and support along your self-love journey. And Haley and I, I discovered Haley because we actually had the same marketing coach, Roselle, and I was drawn to the theme of her work, which is self-love. So without further ado, let's welcome Haley. Hi, Haley. Hey. How are you today? Good. How are you? Oh, sorry. I lost you there for just a second. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yes. Awesome. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. Um, If it's okay with you, I like to start these interviews by having us take a couple of deep breaths together. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Awesome. And if anyone's listening now or joining us on the recording, I invite you to take some breaths with us as well. So Haley, if it feels safe and good in your space to um, gently close your eyes, I invite you to do that now. Relax your shoulders, relax the muscles around your eyes and your jaw, and start by taking a deep inhale through your nose, filling up your belly and filling up your lungs and exhaling out. Another full deep belly breath in and empty. And one last time together, fill up all the way and let it go. And whenever you feel ready to open your eyes back up. That was lovely. Oh, thank you. I think it <laughs> helps. Well, it helps me anyways with my nerves a little bit. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Going live. I don't know why, but every time I go live, I'm like, it's a different type <laughs> of nervous energy. <laughs> so that helped just reset. So thank you for that. You're welcome. So let's just start by um, having you introduce yourself and your business. Yeah. So I'm Haley. I'm a certified life coach, and I specialize with self-love, so really helping people figure out what it is they need to do to better love themselves. A lot of times, people come to me, and they're already on their self-love journey, and there are certain things that are just kind of preventing them from truly leveling up and put prioritizing themselves, whether that's um, you know self-doubt getting in the way. Mm -hmm. or um, their conditioning 
believing that, um, you know, I've always been this way, so therefore I am this way. And right. having those beliefs prevent them from moving forward. So we kind of work together and figure out how to move beyond that, how to rewrite the story, and also, like, empower them to, like, actually do what they set out to do. Um, yeah. Or at least the work with me. I have my dog on my lap right now. This is Noodle. Hi, Noodle. I heard about you on Haley's podcast yesterday. So yes. cute. Thank you. Noodle the poodle. <laughs> yes, that's him. Aw, so cute. Um, you have a really beautiful um, self-love journey. Would you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think my, like, self-love awakening, which is, like, the – the moment of like, wow, I'm, st I'm, I'm choosing to love myself now. Um, that was in 2019. And I just got to a point where I was just kind of sick of the way I was living. Um, I wasn't happy in my relationships. I wasn't happy with my career. I wasn't happy with where I lived. Like nothing in my life seemed to give me pleasure. Yeah. Um, and, but yet, like, I put so much energy out towards other people and making them happy. And mm -hmm. there was something that kind of shifted in me that made me realize I need to do more for myself. Yeah. And so I identified, like, what is that? Because I knew I needed to love myself. And I, I know a lot of people say that they love themselves, but I, like, I hated myself. I can, like, yeah. I, like, I did hate myself. There wasn't really love there at all. Um, and so I like Googled, like, how do you love yourself? And it's not like really something you can Google because <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of self-care things popped up and it's like no amount of like bubble baths are going to make me love myself. Like that's just not the type of work I'm looking for. Right. Um. And so I kind of identified working out, just moving my body as a way to love myself, not only mentally, but physically too, mm. mentally, physically. So um, I started doing that and I, I felt a lot better. Um, and I felt so proud of myself for, yeah. you know, showing up for myself in that way. Um, I like started feeling more confident about the way I was looking because all, my hard work was being, it was paid off, you know, um, mentally and physically. Yeah. And so I just continued to do that. And then um, I continue to kind of question how else can I kind of give back to myself in this way. Um, and so I kind of like cleaned up little aspects of my life. Like I didn't, I wasn't happy with my relationships. So I addressed that. I set more boundaries, um, which was really helpful and then just slowly but surely, like, I moved into a place that, like, I was happy with. Um, and then the biggest one was my career. Yeah. And I knew for a really long time that I didn't want to do what I was doing. I was a graphic designer um, for five years, and I was in the corporate world. And I would literally, like, sit at my desk and listen to, like, all these entrepreneur podcasts. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, they're doing it. I'm so jealous. And I came across – this must have been in, like, um, 
Yeah. So the awakening was early 2019. So this was like early 2020. I knew that my, with my journey of self-love, I knew I had to like honor myself by changing my career. And it just seemed so daunting because I had spent so much time into graphic design that, you know, I was five years in. Yeah. I had this experience um, and basically I was going to be taking like a step down, like I'd be in an entry position and that, that was daunting. Um, Not having insurance and no 401k working for yourself. All of that was very daunting. Um, But my heart kept pushing me towards that. And it became just something I couldn't really ignore anymore. So I started exploring that as an option. Um, And so I started looking into what else, what do you want to do? And that was really fun for me to just kind of explore and figure out like, what do you like? What sets your heart on fire? Um, What do you want to wake up and do every day? And somehow I stumbled upon coaching and I was like, what is this? This sounds perfect. Like, one of my passions is helping other people. And so once I found coaching, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And um, I just from there, it was little steps at a time. And I launched my business in March of 2020, like right when the pandemic happened. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> faced a lot of challenges with that. Um, but it's taught me so much. And I I still I created that life coaching business um, alongside while having a full time job. And so I like slowly but surely started to create this other like launching pad for myself to uh, make that leap. And in December of 2020, I was laid off of my full time job. And I was like, okay, I could either go back and find another full-time job that's safe and secure and Mm -hmm. definite, or I could finally like make that leap. And I decided to make the leap because I was like, you know what? You've done so much work. This is the universe like handing you this opportunity and you need to take it. And um, so I did, and it's just been so much fun. I uh, created another business um, that kind of like has all of my passions together with like graphic design and branding. So I do a lot of like social media work and make sure like branding streamlined across that. So I have that business that I run. And then I also have like my life coaching business. And I'm just so grateful that I was laid off and that I chose to like trust myself and go this route because I feel like it's like my self-love journey led me to that moment. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many things I want to ask you about this self-love journey. Like one thing is um, that you said, I was listening to your podcast yesterday. And one thing that you said that really stood out to me and I think is a part of your story is that self-love is about self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I'm wondering, like, as you're on your self-love journey, right, you're going from starting in a place where you, like, said you hated yourself. Um, and then along your journey, like, you ended up being able to manifest and create and build these businesses. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering, 
in your journey, where does this idea of self-awareness come into going from hating yourself to being like an empowered business owner? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the awareness really, it had to come in the beginning. Like, I think every sort of, any sort of like growth that you're going to do, it's going to start with awareness. You have to kind of be aware of what you want to change. And I think, I think I, like, I had to be aware of the fact that I hated myself and that I wanted to change Um, because I think I went through a lot of my life just kind of suppressing that and not acknowledging it and not giving it the time of day and really focusing on other people and helping them and making them happy. But it, it took that awareness in the very, very beginning to be like, okay, something's off. I'm not happy. Yeah. You know, like even noticing that you're not happy takes awareness. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember um, in 2020, at the end of 2020, I was taking my yoga teacher training and I was really unhappy, um, but I couldn't really pinpoint why. And my yoga teacher was like, what do you want? <laughs> And it took me off guard because I never thought about it. Like, yeah. what do I want? And I went home. She's like, your homework is to go home and, like, take time and write down, like, what do you actually want in your life? What does your, like, life look like when you are addressing this question? What do you want? And just that, like, simple exercise changed everything because I was – fostering that Mm self-awareness I was suddenly like okay this is what needs to change so that I can make what I want actually happen right um so I think that's a really (laughs) really um great thing because like right when you like look up self-care self-love it's like bubble baths face masks like um wake up early and have a routine yes um and that does not address the deeper issues of like what is the what do you want and how do you foster that um and when you were telling your story I I wanted to um bring this up because I thought it was kind of funny you were talking about how you were like allowing yourself to try different things to try to like figure out what you like and you talked about um how you bought yourself a longboard yes <laughs> so if someone is trying to cultivate some awareness about themselves um can you share a little bit about your story of fostering self-awareness and mm-hmm. how someone else might be able to start that journey yeah that's a great question um I think self-discovery is like a big part of that if you don't know where to start and you haven't really started a practice of self-awareness and being in tune to what you want, um, you need to get to know yourself a little bit more and you can do that by doing some self-discovery and it's really simple. I mean, basically like you can even like take yourself on a little date Mm. and be intentional about what you're doing during that time. Like if you usually watch TV after work or whatever, after dinner, like don't, 
and like find something else to do like what is that you like to do and if you have no idea think of like things that you used to do when you were little mm. like whether it was like bike riding or painting or maybe you played cards like whatever it is I know that you did something when you were younger that will probably like feel really good for you right now um and so just figure it out, like spend some time with yourself in a playful way. You don't have to be too serious about it. Um, and that will kind of help pick up your awareness around things that you like and don't like. Um, same with like food, you know, like, you know what you like and don't like. And even like when people talk to you, you'll start to be like, oh, wow, I, I didn't like the way they talk to me that way. Um, yeah. And that, you know, that's a way that is an indicator that a boundary needs to be set. But it just also this awareness will kind of build over time just because you're spending time on figuring out what do you like, what don't you like. Yeah. Um, another thing um, about boundaries, because I know that's something that's talked about a lot. Um, and it's a word that is... Um, you know, all over social media, coaches, therapists, like everyone is talking about that. But in your um, one of your podcast episodes, you defined boundaries as I think it was your podcast, but <laughs> define boundaries as like instructions for other people to how other people will treat you. Yeah. Um, so can you um, just in case anybody is not clear, like what is a boundary? What does it mean? And how can you establish a boundary with someone? Yes, great question. So a boundary is like basically communicating your needs to someone. And it's not always easy to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think that's why it's talked about a lot is because, um, you know, it's it's a hot topic because it's not easy to do, but it's so necessary in order for like self growth, respect, self respect, um, and even trusting yourself too. So your question was, what is a boundary? And what else was that? It was like a two part. What is a boundary? And um, how can you establish a boundary with someone? Okay, so establishing a boundary, like I said, it's a matter of communicating your needs. Um, and this is something that I've learned from Amy Fiedler. Um, if you don't follow her, she's a boundary queen. Ooh. And she recommends communicating from the I perspective. So if someone does something to you, you need to communicate it like, that hurt my feelings. I would feel better if you didn't yell at me. Or like, I don't want to be yelled at. So I'm not going to communicate with you until we can talk. Right. Rather than you need to stop yelling at me. You need to do this, this, and this, because they're going to feel attacked. Right. Um, so communicating from the eye perspective is so key on so many levels, not just boundaries, but I feel like people are, you are entitled to the way you feel. No one can take that from you. So communicating yeah. from the eye perspective is so empowering because it's like, it's definite. No one can argue with the way that you feel. Um, so I'd say implementing it by using that eye perspective and then just communicating, um, in a way that protects yourself, you know, like if, if someone does something that is like triggering for you, communicate to them like, Hey, 
that isn't going to work for me anymore. Or, hey, when you're late to this meeting, I feel like my time isn't valued to you. Yeah. Um, you know, communicating your needs because it's that's such a big part of self-love and self-care. And um, the more you do it, the more you set boundaries, the easier it will become. And it feels uncomfortable at first because, especially if you've never set a boundary, because yeah. it's out of your comfort zone. And like most, most things, you just got to keep practicing it. And the more you practice, the easier it gets. Yeah. I also feel like we have to kind of set boundaries with ourselves and the way that we treat ourselves and talk to ourselves. Um, so I'm curious um, what you think about that or if um, you've ever set a boundary with yourself. You know, like, as you said it, the concept of it, I've never thought of it like that, but I totally do. And it's like um, something that has kind of developed over time. Like, um, I think of like my self-talk. Um, yeah, that was a that was a big that was something I was really, really working on. Um, I talked to myself so poorly, like if I heard out loud, what I tell myself, if I heard it out loud, like on TV, even I'd be like, Oh, my gosh, like that hurts. <laughs> um, yeah, but yet I was like letting it slide with myself. And once I had that awareness around, like, first of all, the self talk, and secondly, how horrible it was, I started setting boundaries like hey we don't talk to ourselves like that anymore right. you know like you're trying your best and it's okay that you messed up you're not a idiot so right. um I definitely set boundaries within myself and um even like I think of like self-discipline too because sometimes like it's so easy to get distracted and yeah you know, scroll on your phone rather than getting some work done. And I try to like set boundaries around that by like, all right, you're going to focus and get this stuff done. And then once you're done, you'll get to like, you'll reward yourself by going get a snack, go on a walk or getting to scroll on your phone. Um, so there's definitely boundaries that I set with myself that I didn't even think of it as a boundary until you said it. <laughs> Um, around the idea of self-discipline, I, um, heard someone say the other day and it, it struck me. They're like, you know, if your boss at your job tells you to show up at 8am, you're going to show up at 8am. Like if you work in a restaurant and your boss tells you to take out the trash, you're going to take out the trash. Mm -hmm. But if you tell yourself, um, you know, you're going to go to that yoga class on Friday morning, like, and you don't show up for yourself, like you're showing yourself a lack of respect. Mm -hmm. Um, and I see that tying in with the concept of like self-discipline and self-respect and self-love. <laughs> What's your point of view on that? That's, that's a really good point. Um, and it's so true. We let things slide for our self-commitment all the time. But, you know, when it comes to other people, we respect them and we show up. Um, and so the trick is like, how do you show up for yourself in that way? Right. And I think it's 
just small steps because every time that you don't show up for yourself, you, you make it easier to not show up next time. Yeah. And um, when you do show up for yourself, even when you don't want to, you start to build trust with yourself and then respect too. And like, then it's like once, and it's, it goes back to like, everything is a practice. Yeah. So like, if you're practicing not showing up for yourself, it's going to be easy to not show up for yourself. Right. But if you're practicing showing up for yourself, whether like you're in the mood to or not, you're going to like feel like guilty if you don't. Right. You know, and then like, it's because you've started building this trust with yourself and, and self-respect too. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So I hear my clients say this a lot and I'm sure you do too. This idea that, um, the guilt or feeling selfish, um, for taking care of yourself or showing yourself love um, when that might take away from what you're giving to others. Um, So I'm wondering, how do you think that growing your love for yourself affects how you show up for other people? Yeah. Um, I used to, like, before I started my self-love journey, I've heard, like, you can only love people so much, but like when you like to the capacity of your self love. Um, And I was like, no, that's not true because like Mm -hmm. I love other people and I love other people more than I love myself. And I think it was just such an imbalanced um, viewpoint. And I'm able to see that now because I'm kind of on the other side of things. I do think I love myself the most out of everyone in this world, um, which is how it should be. And now that I'm front, like I'm at this perspective, my capacity to love is like so much more abundant than it was before. And it's like, I have the capacity to love like literally everyone like you, you know, like even like a stranger that's on the street. Like, anyone that does something that makes me smile, like, I love them so much. And it's, like, it may sound weird, but it's just, like, it's just a different capacity of love. Yeah. And there's no sort of competition. Yeah. You know, like, there's no, um, there's no boundaries with the competition. So it's not, like, I think that, like, I can't show someone love because we're competing against each other. It's like, yeah. no, like, I want the best for you, too. Like, there's no threat involved. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that's a big part of when you love yourself first, you just have a way bigger capacity for love of, like, others and especially those in your life, um, your loved ones. And I feel like they can feel the difference too, because Mm -hmm. it's just, it's deeper and it feels good. And like, even strangers feel it, you know, you kind of carry it in your energy. Yeah. And also I think like love is not a non-renewable resource. Like there's not a set amount. And like, if you give too much to yourself, you won't have extra to give to other people it it just grows and grows as you nurture it I feel. exactly yeah absolutely um, so 
how can the way we were conditioned or raised or you know the place where we grew up how can that affect our concept of self-love so our conditioning plays a huge role when it comes to um, the way we view ourselves because it essentially like created who we are um, in our mind when we think of like who we are it's made up from our conditioning and a lot of times that conditioning isn't in alignment with where you're trying to go, who you're, who you truly are. Um, and yeah. so it can prevent you from like really stepping into that like best version of yourself. Yeah. Um, and like, let me just give you an example. Like growing up, I um, like religion is a big conditioning and so are like society your parents your school your work like those are big like umbrellas of conditioning um but I feel like with me and religion I took the golden rule very very seriously like treat others the way you want to be treated right so and it's not necessarily a bad thing right like treating others the way you want to be treated that's a good thing um but I took it so seriously that I didn't treat myself the way I wanted to be treated. Mm -hmm. I was always right. thinking about other people. And so it took me to realize, wait, I'm, I've been excluding myself this my whole life. Right. Um, and so it was part of my conditioning mm -hmm. kind of to not really include myself though. Right. Um, and so that is like an example of how my conditioning prevented me from truly like, going within because everything was always so like external right. um you need to show up for them you can't um you have to be polite you shouldn't say bad words like all of this is part of your conditioning and it can also kind of dim your light especially if you want to be expressive in a certain way um right. so our conditioning has a big role and i think when it comes mm -hmm. to self-love we have to relearn a lot of things we have to kind of go back and figure out what are our patterns where did this come from who told me that is it right. what I want to believe now does right. that align with me and that's a lot of what I do as a coach with my clients is figuring out like you just told yourself you're never gonna be this way who where did that come from and let's rewrite that because do you really believe you're never gonna be that way or are you not choosing to put your time into that right and so it's just rewriting these beliefs that we've been conditioned to believe that are more empowering and enable you to like tap into that self-love right and I see that all coming back around to self-awareness right like yes unless you are aware of your conditioning and aware of those thoughts and aware that you can change them. Yes. You're just going to keep like going through the motions almost. Mm -hmm. Repeating the cycle. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so your podcast is called Self-Love Actually. Yes. So <laughs> I'm wondering what is self-love actually? Like how do you define it? I think that like defining self-love or like self-love actually like defining self-love okay I think that it's something that we were all born with 
and that it's our conditioning that has prevented us from truly tapping into it. Yeah. Because when you think of yourself as a kid, um, we may not have had that language. Like I love myself, Mm -hmm. but we definitely did. And it's our conditioning as we learned more and we're conditioned more as we grew up, we just grew apart from ourselves. So I do think that self-love is already within us. The love that we seek from other people, like it's already within us. Mm. And it's just a matter of kind of finding it, rediscovering that part of you. Yeah. I I almost see it as, right? Like when you, like for your self-talk, right? Like the things you say in your head, the foods you eat, like the way you treat your body, like going after your true like dreams and desires, all mm-hmm. that's part of self-love, right? Yes. But, and we want that. Like if you, I don't have kids, but I know parents want that for their kids. Or if you mm-hmm. see, you know, I was a teacher, like you wouldn't never treat a child the way a lot, most adults treat ourselves. So it's, it's, I think a lot of self-love is thinking how would I treat a child or how would I treat mm. myself as a child? Yes. Um, and when you think about that and you're like, I would never tell a child like that they suck. You should just quit. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like looking over there. Like I'm actually talking to a child, but I promise there are no children. I'm talking to. <laughs> um, so I feel like self-love is about being more like nurturing and caring mm-hmm. for ourselves. Yeah. And it's like, it's a matter of the present moment, but putting your future self first and also mm-hmm. honoring your inner child. So it's yeah. like taking care of the future and past, but pre- in the present. Right. Like actively eating the nutritious meal that's going to make you feel good right um you know like whatever it may be like going for a bike ride because that's what your inner child wants to do and you're moving your body for your future self yeah um so I think that there can be a little bit of like a fine line right like I think exercise is a good example like exercise is good for your body therefore exercise is self-love and self-care but then also like exercise can be toxic like Mm -hmm. um where is the line so it's interesting you bring this up i have uh, a podcast episode on this with my sister um it's like our sec the second episode called movement with Nicole Curtis. And we talk about just this because think about it, like not moving your body. And I don't like to say working out because I think what's important is moving your body. Yeah. Not moving your body is toxic and moving your body too much is toxic. So that fine line of like in between is where you want to be. And my sister kind of defined it as like, when you do movement for the moment, And not with, like, an end goal in mind of, like, I'm trying to lose weight or I'm trying to gain weight or I just need to do this because to check it off the list. Like, it's more about awareness, having that awareness and being mindful in that moment of moving your body, I think, is where 
in my opinion, like where the line is of it being toxic versus nurturing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think about like, um, my fiance, he has his like workout bike in his office or whatever. And I, I like to go take like a power yoga class. And he's like, Oh, just hop on the bike. And like, and I'm like, that is not nurturing to me. Like, yes. I am like, exercising and it's healthy and but I don't feel good while I'm doing it and yeah. vice versa like if I brought him to a heated power yoga class like to me I'm like I feel empowered and strong and he's just like why am I in hell like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but finding what is nurturing and feels good is more important than what you're actually doing it seems like yes yes and I mean, that's a perfect example of, like, everyone is so different. Yeah. You know, like, and to each their own. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, as long as you're, like, taking care of that future self by moving your body. Right. um, Like, for the moment of what feels good for you. Like, if you don't like to run, don't run. (laughs) Like, there are other ways of moving your body that um, can be, like, more empowering, like you said. Yeah. Um, so your coaching business, you, um, help other people set and accomplish goals that are fueled by self-love. Yes. So what does that mean? So basically a lot of times people will come to me with like a certain goal in mind. Um, I feel like a lot of people kind of do that with the coach, like, Hey, I'm trying to start my own business or I'm trying to launch an ebook. I'm trying to try to think of other things that my clients have accomplished. Um, I mean, and some are like more like less tangible. Some are just like, I want to, um, make sure like, I want to work on my self talk. I want to set better boundaries. I want to be able to say no. Um, I want a better work life balance. And so whatever that goal is that they come to me with the action of getting there is fueled by self-love meaning like we're going to be practicing awareness like that first week um you your homework or your action items because every coaching session you walk away with things you need to do to before the next session and so some action items may be building awareness around when you're getting frustrated or building awareness around just like your emotions in general. Um, And so it, it's, it's small things like that. And we kind of work our way up. All right. So how are you talking to yourself in those moments? Um, You know, are you celebrating yourself? Okay, you're not how what feels like a good way to celebrate yourself. And it's not like I'm offering I I do offer ideas, but I'm not telling them what to do. Like, some feel like, um, journaling it out is best for them some feel like saying it in the mirror affirmations in the mirror work better for them so just figuring out ways for them to acknowledge themselves um and help like be their own source of um approval and validation and so that's kind of what fueled by self-love means because these practices in between sessions they they're acts of self-love that right you know they're they're supposed to do right um i don't know why this question just came into my head but 
I'm going to ask it. When, right, like, I always want to try to acknowledge the idea that, like, even if you love yourself, it's not always, like, easy. Like, you know, even if you come to a place where you're feeling like you truly love yourself, like, there's just going to be days when you wake up and you just feel like, a, like a piece of garbage or like mm -hmm. your mindset's like, not quite there. So in those moments when it's really challenging, or you're not feeling the self love today, or something happened that's like triggered you to feel bad about yourself. What's something you can do to kind of reconnect or like, move, move back? Yeah, <laughs> like, yes. Um, there are definitely days like that. I do want to say that like self love is such a journey. Yeah, there's no like final destination or like you did it. You now love yourself. Like you can say you love yourself, but you know, like you're done. You love yourself. <laughs> like <laughs> there's going to be days where you're like, oh my gosh, I hate myself. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you really love yourself. Yeah. Um, and I, I think in those moments I am, I show myself a lot more compassion Yeah. and just make sure that, um, and I implement like self-compassion. Self-compassion has three components. It's first is like showing yourself kindness. So mm -hmm. treating yourself so, so, so kind. Um, another is relating your struggle to other people who are also struggling with it. So um, let's say like, you know, I'm upset because I don't know, something happened with a client and I didn't get a client that I really wanted or something. Um, I would relate that to, well, you know what, there are a lot of other coaches out there that don't get the client that they really want. And right. that kind of, that's a part of like the compassion practice. And then the last part of it is just being mindful of your emotions. Like, wow, I feel really let down right now, but you know, it's going to be okay. So right. having compassion in those moments um, is huge. And that's a practice. The yeah. more you do it, the better and easier it comes to you. Um, and then a really easy go-to is tapping into your inner child. Mm. So like when I don't even have the capacity in my mind to really do compassion because I'm just so mad, um, I'll, I'll do something that my inner child needs. And yeah. it's as simple as like, sometimes like the other day I felt overwhelmed and I just went outside and it was raining and I just like stood there and mm. like just breathed in the rain and like, Went back. I mean, it might have lasted 30 seconds of me just being outside, but it gave me what I needed yeah. um, to kind of like release and move on. Um, and I recommend if you aren't sure what your inner child likes, I recommend journaling about it and just thinking of the things that your younger self enjoyed doing. Um, this would will come in handy for those moments of like, you know, your lows, and also it'll come in handy for your self-discovery. Yeah. Can you say again, um, just to summarize, what the three yes. things were? Yes. So self-compassion is self-kindness, um, and then relating your problems to common humanity. And then third is being mindful. Oh, that's really great advice. Thank you. Yes. There <laughs> is a lot more on that um, by Kristen, Dr. Kristen Neff. She has a book called Self-Compassion and I've learned all of my like self-compassion stuff from her. So like if 
that's something that interests you, there's a book, there's a workbook. She has a TED Talk. Start there. All right. Um, because she just has so much to say and she gives you like her real life examples of how she started implementing it and yeah. how she started studying it. And it's just, she has a really cool journey um, and it humanizes it. You know, it's like, Oh, yeah. she had it worse or not worse, but she had it bad too. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I really love self-compassion. It's a big part of like my practice as like a coach too. It, it shows up in my coaching. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that resource. I will yeah. back her out. I yes. love them. They're my favorite. Um, so I've mentioned it a few times. It's on my mind because I listened to a few of your episodes yesterday and I loved your podcast. It was so, um, it just felt real and honest and um, I spend a lot of time in my car. So I'm always like, looking for podcasts to listen to. And I felt like I learned a lot. Thank um, you. So your podcast is called Self Love Actually. So I'm wondering who is it for? And um, what can people get out of it? So it is for someone who wants to love themselves more, um, whether they you know, are at the position where they're Googling, how do I love myself? You know, whether they're at that awakening or they've been doing some work and they've built that awareness and they're on their journey. So it's really for anyone who is open to receiving and, you know, being, you know, investing in them, that time in themselves to learn more about how they can love themselves. Um, so you said, who was it for? And what's, what was that second question? Okay. So people will get out of it. I think it's just like, you're going to learn something that I hope that you learn something that resonates with you that you didn't think of that before in that sort of way. And it just lands with you in a way that you're like going to remember after listening to the podcast, um, just because there, there are different themes of self-love. And when I created the podcast, I wanted it to be that space of something that defined what love I mean, self-love even is. Yeah. Um, and so the topics are something that I kind of chose around just different themes that I think of that are important to mm -hmm. self-love. Um, so if you're interested in listening to it, it's available on all platforms. You don't have to listen in any sort of order. I recommend like picking a topic that speaks to you and just seeing what you get from it. Because like all the topics I feel like I knew so much about, but I learned so much mm -hmm. just from having a conversation around it with other people. Yeah. Um, one thing you ask all your guests at the end of your podcast episodes is what is your favorite self-love practice? Yes. So I thought I'd turn the tables and ask you. <laughs> mm, I was not prepared for this. <laughs> Um, hmm. now I feel like every time I would ask someone, they would get puzzled and couldn't think. Um, I think a big, big self-love practice for me, um, is like being my own best friend in my head. Yeah. And like 
having conversations with myself. Um, And what I mean by that is like, if I find I've built, I've really, really practiced the self-awareness and I've built it to where I don't have to try as hard anymore just because I've put a lot of practice into it. So I'm very aware of my emotions. And the second something comes across where I'm self-doubting myself, I work through that like I would with a client. I kind of tap into like that coaching role and I'm like, oh, I think you're experiencing imposter syndrome now because you are fully capable of doing this thing you've been doing. Um, So I think that's probably the biggest act of self-love that I do like every day. Right. Um, And then like physically, I still work out for my mental and physical health. That's something that I've just like continued to do. Um, And, you know, that's just moving my body. I don't really put any parameters around it um, besides just that moving my body um, at least five times a week. So I'd say there's a mental and then there's also like a physical act of self-love that I do. Mm, It's so true. And something that comes up in every one of the interviews that I've done is the connection between your mind and your body and how important it is that if um, to connect them and take care of both and how they like weave into each other. Um, I think that's just so fascinating. (laughs) Yeah, it is because it's like your mind will tell you what your body needs. Right. Right. Um, And I think that like when you are having a struggle with your mental health, it's not necessarily the first thing you think of to, you know, oh, maybe I should be incorporating more movement into my day. Mm -hmm. If you're having aches or pains or whatever is going on, you're not necessarily like, oh, maybe I should talk to someone about how I'm feeling. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, because we store so much of like our emotions inside of our body. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to wrap this up. Is there anything you are services you're offering right now or anything else you want to share with our audience? Um, just that if you're interested in like working with me, you can DM me. Um, I offer a free 30 minute consulting session where we just kind of figure out like, if we're a good fit, number one. And secondly, like you kind of get a taste of like what coaching is. Um, And before we have the call, there's an intake form that you fill out that kind of gives us like some ground to work with, like, what would you like to accomplish with our time together? Um, And then we kind of like talk about what that would look like, um, especially for people who haven't experienced coaching before. I make sure that it's like very clear on what the sessions would be like. Um, And then from there, we would get started if it's a good fit. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Haley. I really um, am filled with gratitude that you took some time to chat with me today and share your knowledge and wisdom about self-love. So thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. I, I feel grateful that you invited me. So thank you. Yes. And everyone, I urge you to go follow Haley, say hello, and 
go listen to her podcast as well. I promise you will not regret it. Thank you. All right, love. Have an amazing rest of your day. You too. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.